Hello, you are listening to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. And uh, I'm Walter. If you have not listened to the podcast before, and I also have my um, partner in crime. I guess I can call you that, right? Um. I guess it's a Catholic podcast. We don't really commit crimes, but it's a figure one. of speech. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Partnered in podcasting. I don't know. My opposite me. Yeah. Um, Hola. Co- Hi. Co-host. Buenos días. Buenas, Buenas tardes. Buenas noches. Depende a qué hora están escuchando el podcast. Yeah. Um, Yes, so happy new liturgical year, by the way. Yeah, happy new year. Happy Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this time around, Advent came super fast. Mm-hmm. And um, like usually I put up Christmas lights the Friday after Thanksgiving. Mm. But we we had like... You know this story, but for those listening, I've had three out of my four kids have hand, foot, mouth. It's a horrible disease. I don't wish it upon my worst enemies, kids, or adults, because adults can get it too. I didn't know this. Wait, uh, wait, who are your enemies? I don't I don't have enemies, but I would say if I had enemies. Another, another figure of speech. Okay. Another figure. Let's just keep this very straight because if somebody <laughs> comes as a newcomer, it's like Okay, these guys are criminals, are the and they have a ton of enemies. When we're actually nice people, you know? I consider myself yeah. to be rather friendly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I, was, uh, I was lagging and putting up the Christmas lights. So I did mm. that today. And um, I hate putting Christmas lights up. <laughs> like, I, I know that my wife appreciates me doing that, and the kids mm. love that. But man, I am. I was like this close to hire a service. It's a year. chore. It's a chore for sure. Um, replacing light bulbs that don't work anymore. Granted, the 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 light series, the the series of the string of lights that I have, is like six years old. It's like as old as my yeah. oldest kid, and um, it has given us several Christmas, six Mm -hmm. Christmases. So I think I'm going to retire them after this season. Um, But yeah, it was, um, it was a chore for sure, but it's done. I'm happy that I completed it. And it just makes, makes me feel like such a bad handyman. You know, (laughs) I have gifts. Mm -hmm. Being a handyman is not one of them. Um, So, it's I'll, it's I like the solution that you proposed to me that just get one of those like projectors. Yeah, man. And, and be done with it. That's yeah. like it's kind of a cop out, but I like it. Well, it's it's a it sort of is, but if you think about it, it's also it's going to save you a little bit more electricity. Cuz you're not going to put 20 of them, you're going to put a couple. Right. Um, and I then like the one that has the countdown to Christmas. Yeah, and then you're not gonna break your neck falling off of the thing. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. And then it's colorful. 
you know, you have it's different festive. modes. It's festive. Um, but no, I agree with you. I, I don't mind it so much, but it is tricky to put up Christmas lights. And then you're finally down and you're like, well, that doesn't look like I had expected. You know, <laughs> you want it to look like yeah. Clark Griswold. And then yes. you put one single string of lights across the edge of your roof. And you're like, that's very uninspiring. I know. I told Diana that I'm just going to buy like a life-size life size Grinch mm. and then just like have the lights fall like halfway and then put it on the Grinch's hand from the there cutout. You go. Get creative yeah. with it. Yeah. Get creative with it. I saw where that has that. So I saw somebody else did like a, but these people actually got in trouble because the cops got called on them. It's a, it's a video that's online at every Christmas uh, that, that comes around, but this guy built like out of PVC pipes, uh-huh. he built like a structure of a, of a skeleton of a, of a human. Right. And then he, he put clothes on it and then he hung it from the edge of the roof with like a string of lights halfway. And the thing, <laughs> and the thing moves, man, it's like, it's like automated and it moves and it looks like there's somebody hanging from the roof. So the neighbors actually called the cops on, I mean, not the cops. They called nine one one because they thought yeah. somebody was in trouble. <laughs> oh boy, it was that realistic. Yeah, it was pretty realistic. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, like that's major leagues. I mm-hmm. am, I will never aspire to have like coordinated music and lights. But yeah, anyways, it is done. Good. Getting into the the. The spirit of the season. We usually wait till uh, St. Lucy's Day to put them up. Well, I mean, you have like more self-restraint than I do. Mm. Um, but I would put them up now. Yeah, I but... just wanted to get over and done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I I need to tell you because this episode is called "Better Than Advent Calendars," and um, hopefully that peaks people's interest um i have a beef with with chocolate or wine or beer advent calendars Mm. and um the the reason the beef that i have with with these calendars is there's there's only 24 25 items in Mm -hmm. each and um if you want to be like liturgically correct advent can last from 22 to 28 days long depending on when it starts because in factoid if um if you didn't know people that are listening um advent starts on the sunday closest to the feast of saint andrew the apostle which is november 30th Mm -hmm. Uh, so we can begin as early as november 27th as it was this year um or as late as december 3rd um so you're either two days extra or four days short. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they're not designed in accordance with the liturgical calendar. So, <laughs> you know, this, we, we want to talk about five things that are better than Advent calendars. I, I saw a post the other day on Instagram that said, according to my kid's chocolate Advent calendar, tomorrow's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's very funny. But yeah, uh, 
that's usually the case uh, here. People fighting over who gets the chocolate from the advent calendar. Then you have mm -hmm. to have like four different or uh, X the amount of children advent chocolate advent calendars. Mm -hmm. But um, let's let's say let's dive into the first thing that is, according to us, better than an advent calendar in order to prepare for the advent season. And that would be books because we are nerds and obviously we um, uh, would like to share our favorite reads for uh, the Advent season. Um, last year, we did a um, series of episodes. I think it was three episodes. Right? Three. Mm -hmm. On Advent of the Heart by Father Alfred Delp. He was a Jesuit priest uh, from Germany that was very outspoken about the Nazi regime during Second World War. And he was taken to a, um, a prison and eventually was executed by the Nazis. So uh, the book, it's, I know it's like super downer of, <laughs> of a premise, for the books like it's great um <laughs> but uh it has his homilies and reflections mm -hmm. on advent it was like his thing he yeah. very much liked advent um so it has like reflections for advent that he wrote in jail and were smuggled mm -hmm. out of the jail and shared with the people so it's pretty fantastic yeah a lot of people were um i mean not not were but a lot of people take lent as the time where they make that journey of reflection and and cleansing right before we get to celebrate and rejoice on easter sunday for father delp i remember that's one of the things that stuck with me in the book that he he used advent as that same uh weight you know he gave advent that same weight because we were like preparing for the coming of Christ, you know? So I, I really like that read. Yeah. And um, I mean, the, the Byzantine Catholic church does a, uh, I think it's called the St. Philip's fast. Mm. And it's like from November 11th until Christmas that um, there is a fasting and there's like a number of things that they don't eat and whatnot. So mm. if you guys want to check it out with that, you know, I, I don't participate in that kind of thing. I should. I probably should. Um, <laughs> however, um, I digress. The second book that we have, wh why don't you say yours? And then I, I'll say like the, the other one that, that I have in the list of books. Sure. This uh, Jotham's Journey, it's called. Uh, and it's a it's a book that you can read with the kids. Uh, it's it, it's a family affair. So they make it into such kind of like a devotional where you read a chapter a day okay. um, and it offers like a reflection at the end of each chapter in, in regards to Advent. And the story itself is really entertaining and engaging. I remember I was hooked, you know, you, you get to the middle and, you, and there's like intrigue, there's drama, there's action. So it's a very, very well-written story that anybody can enjoy, you know, little, little older kids, you know, maybe Ali will be 
mm. interested about the story. Um, and, and again, it goes through the full uh, season of Advent. Uh, and it was designed that way, you know, written that way. So you would have one chapter a day and then it has prompts. So as a family, you can kind of like discuss the chapter and discuss mm-hmm. the meaning of that day. And we really liked it. We're, we're, and that author has like several books. Um, and I won't give the any spoilers, but there's a really cool twist at the end of the book that we were not expecting. Oh, nice. So I really encourage people to pick that one up and read it with your kids. I, I think it's funny that on the website, it says that ages are from seven to 700. It's like, all right, <laughs> that is, that is funny. But yeah, we'll, we'll drop the link. We'll put the link in the show notes for, um, where you can get this one. Um, it looks like a fun thing to do, uh, set devotional for, for families. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that, um, I'm reading this year that I, that I picked it up. I think I read it like maybe two years ago. Um, but, um, I had to pick up again was, um, the infancy narratives by Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. And, um, it just goes over the gospel accounts of the, um, the birth of Jesus. Hi, did you have a bad dream? You're okay. Um, do you want to lay down in my bed? Okay. Small interruption from one of my children. It's all good. Um, and um, I started reading it today in adoration. And it's just like chock full of all these things that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has. Um, he does it so well that um, you are just turning the page after page just looking for the next pearl of wisdom Mm. about what he's going to say um this first chapter is about who jesus is and things as simple as um you know in the gospel at some point they say like isn't this jesus the carpenter don't we know his father joseph and his mother mary and then two chapters down the down the line you have others saying like who is this that uh, talks this teaching with authority so it's like his origin is both known and a mystery Mm, Um, yeah it's just like oh yeah that's awesome that's right i never thought about that so i'm very excited to read again especially because i have terrible memory and i don't remember um, a well, lot of it. A lot of it. So mm-hmm. that, that should be good. Have you read it? I have not, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's a definitely a good read, and it's like uh, I think I have a it. short book. I think Otto must have it in the bookshelf. Yeah, it's um, part of a three volume series on Jesus of Nazareth. On Jesus of Nazareth. Maybe we have the Jesus of Nazareth then. Yeah, I think the one that I haven't read is the one that deals with the passion, but the one mm. from uh, from the baptism in the Jordan until right before the passion, mm. like the public ministry of Jesus, it, it's so good, such a 
heavy heavyweight of a book you know because mm-hmm. it's pretty large um anyways moving on um another thing that you can do with the family that it's it's would you say this kind of a devotional in and of itself i don't of sorts yeah i guess so correct us if we're wrong but yeah i I would call it a devotional yeah um, so it's it's a tradition to to do a jesse tree and and it's basically rooted in isaiah 11 1 that says a shoot shall come out from the stump of jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots so jesse uh, was the father of uh king david and um and Jesus is a descendant of the line of David uh, because of St. Joseph being um, Jesus's foster parent uh, legally, he, so the mm-hmm. house of David. And um, and you have several different symbols, 25 symbols. <laughs> so I was complaining about how Advent calendars have 25 things and Jesse Tree is basically... Um, going down the family tree of Jesus um, from the stump of Jesse until the birth of, of Jesus. So you have um, the Jesse tree um, as the first ornament that you would put. Do you start at the root? You've done this with the girls, right? Yeah, we start. We usually start at the bottom. You can use anything. You can use a plain old little Christmas tree or a branch where you just hang these things. Um, essentially goes through the creation uh, story, right? Salvation story. and But yeah, it starts with Jesse Tree and it has all these different symbols. What I did is that I, I felt particularly crafty that that uh, year. Mm-hmm. So I did like all of these in watercolor. Um, and we still use them. So yeah, so it's like so you little did tags. Creation of the humans, the fall, Noah's Ark, the mm-hmm. promised land up until... Um, Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem. Jesus is born. All of those you did mm-hmm. in watercolor. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a little photo on Instagram for you guys to see. Nice. So the idea of the Jesse tree is that each day you have a symbol and uh, a little bit of scripture mm-hmm. that um, that you read. And is is that about it? You put the ornament I think there's on a, the tree. You put the ornament on the tree, and I believe you can incorporate a song or like a like a hymn, okay. an Advent hymn. Um, you can do it like a lot of different ways. I don't think there's like a one set way to do it. You mm-hmm. can incorporate, I guess, depending on the age of your kids, um, you can make it as incorporate, long or as short. Make, exactly. Because uh-huh. the first time we did it, we were, when we found this uh, link that showed us how to do it, mm-hmm. it had like a lot of prayers and very, very long uh scripture passages and so we kind of like find found one that was a little more simplified you know our kids were a little younger when we started Mm -hmm. but it had the same effect you know because it 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 just makes it a lot more engaging it makes advent a season where everybody can participate and not just think about the christmas tree and the presents right so and santa claus santa claus uh uh-huh yeah uh you should see Emilio has like the catalog from um, 
all the toys for Christmas toys. And he grabs his green crayon, it's his favorite color, and it starts circling all of the things that he wants. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like this one, I like this one, yeah. I like this one. And all the pages have something exactly. that is circled. So maybe we yeah. need to talk to him about the Jesse tree instead of like the <laughs> catalog of Amazon Prime. Oh, my kids are the same. Frida got this. Uh, they love toy horses. Mm-hmm. Um, there's particular brand Briar's horses. They're collectibles, right? Okay. And she got the calendar for the fall. And literally every horse has her initials. Every horse on every page has her initials. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. You want all of them. Let's also get you a job <laughs> to see if you can get those. Um, anyways, so that's a fun one to do with Jesse Trees. Mm-hmm. Um, a third thing that is better than that than calendar so far could be music. Um, I have made it known publicly, publicly in the podcast before that I it really enrages me when people start playing it, it doesn't enrage me. It it bothers me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Start playing Christmas music on November 1st. November 13, I was at a coffee shop and they were playing um, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree and All I Went mm-hmm. for Christmas is You. And I'm like, you guys are making Mariah Carey 2.6 billion a year because of this. Like, she's getting filthy rich, mm-hmm. filthy richer sooner every year because people like you but anyways (laughs) we put together a playlist we're gonna put the link uh, actually the link is already up in one of the stories for this week um uh, on instagram but um maybe we'll put it on the direct.me forward slash barbatus so you can check it out there um but um keith from grassroots catholic uh grassroots Catholic, rolls up the tongue, made a reel with some suggestions for it. So I took those songs and then I grabbed the versions of those songs that I like the most. So mm-hmm. I have things like indie artists, like, uh, or indie, I guess some people would consider them mainstream. Uh, Sufjan Stevens, She and Him. It's all over the place because Chris Tomlin is there, but then you have. Um, Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles, as well. And Michael Pretty eclectic Bay. mix there. I, it's, you know, it's <laughs> whatever I like, I like to listen to. Um, it, it, it's all there. Um, and um, I feel like there are a lot of Christmas songs, but there are some Advent songs that you can listen to and if you pay attention Mm -hmm. to the lyrics there is this sense of like expectation of hope and light there are themes that we're going to talk about in a minute um that play into that waiting that um silencing of the heart and, Mm -hmm. and expectation for for our lord um okay well we are on the topic of music yeah Let's do a quick parenthesis and tell me your top three worst Christmas songs that they play on the radio during during this time. Um, all I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. I don't like that song. Um, really? I find it very annoying. <laughs> okay. 
um, that I don't like. You said that I don't like. Yes, like. the worst Christmas songs of all time. Okay. And maybe we'll do we'll do a uh, can we do a poll? Yeah, I like to do that. I like to find that out. I like to see if I'm like in the neighborhood. You know, this is um, in Spanish. Santa Claus le dio un beso a mamá, which is like the the Spanish version of uh, I, I saw mommy kissing I, Santa Claus. Yes. Uh -huh. um, but you know, in Spanish, it's like a cumbia. So <laughs> um, I don't like that one either. And um, you know what? All of the Luis Miguel Navidades. It's horrible. It's hard to listen. I to. have mad respect for Luis Miguel. But, but he, he should have done it in English. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Yes. Um, yours? Um, first one, the worst Christmas song of all time for me has to be Last Christmas. No. By Wham. That is no. the worst Christmas song. Yes, I'm it is. I'm sorry, my friend, but you're mistaken. <laughs> no, that is the worst Christmas song, and I have just lost a little bit of respect for you for saying that. <laughs> Number two would have to be um, Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> Awful song. Awful Christmas song. And then number three. You don't like Springsteen. That's why you I like Springsteen. Like no, I, I don't. I'm. I think it's not. I'm like not like a fan. I cannot but do that rendition. But I now I'm gonna want to listen to it. That rendition <laughs> of that song is pretty much the worst. And number three would have to be Paul McCartney's "It's a Wonderful Christmas Time." I think it's called. Simply having a wonderful Christmas si time, dude. That's, that's one it. of the best ones. Oh my gosh, man! Da -da -da -da. It's da -da -da. now all I know. Those three. I'm gonna change the ringtone when you call me to Paul McCartney. <laughs> simply having a simply wonderful Christmas time. Having... The time is yeah. right. I cringe every time I hear those, oh. and and I love, like I love Paul McCartney, right? I really like the Beatles. I really like the stuff that he did solo. I I just can't. I just can't. I like anyway. the synth at the beginning. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it. this is where uh, we the, diverge on like it's weird. and Walter are the same person too. It's weird. Christmas music is like mm -hmm. a break. Because I don't mind the, the two front teeth one. I really don't mind it. And it's like it's endearing to me. It's like childish and you know, with I picture a kid in this PJ's on Christmas morning. It's a very vintagey Christmas song. The yeah. other ones are just like, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, puts me in a bad mood. Actually, <laughs> I have that visceral reaction to those songs. They come out on the radio, and I turn it off. You're I literally have to change one, it, Mister yeah. Grinch. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, let's not get into that yet. Advent, go check out our Advent playlist. It's only ten songs long, so you probably get tired of them pretty fast but if you find any other uh, songs that are worthy uh, of being in that playlist send them to us and we can add them to it um so we are building they were like crowdsourcing this mm -hmm. um all right um let's move on to the next one and uh, that would be celebrating las posadas um we will have a standalone episode on how to celebrate posadas, um, but this is kind of the gist 
of, of the celebration. Um, it's basically a novena that um, that you pray um, nine days prior to Christmas. So December 16th, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, to uh, Christmas Eve. And um, well, in Mexico, is it's it's kind of a, a happening, right? So usually, well, when I was little, uh, we would celebrate them uh, on my grandma's neighborhood because all of the neighbors would get together and they would yeah. celebrate the posada on a different home from the neighborhood in a different mm -hmm. homes family family's home um, each night. And there is, we usually would pray the rosary. You ask for posada, uh, which we'll get into it in the other episode. And there would be dinner and uh, refreshments, refreshments, right. uh, tamales, ponche, uh, piñatas, sometimes. Champurro. Champurrado. Mm -hmm. uh, atole. Which, what is the difference between the two? You'll find out in the next episode. Mm, good. Um, Yes. Good teaser. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have <laughs> recipes and everything, but um, yeah, it is. It is a fun. It is a fun time. It is one of the most. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I uh, one of my happiest memories to being a child is uh, spending time with the whole family, singing and praying. And even though you didn't want to pray the rosary, and you hide in the the farthest corner of the house at your grandma's house. <laughs> Someone will find it. It's like you're not gonna get candy if you mm -hmm. didn't pray the rosary. So that was like no hay uh, pan dulce si no rezas. Yeah, exactamente. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, no. Did, did you get aguinaldo or bolo? No. Oh, no, maybe we didn't. that's like a northeast mm -hmm. Mexico kind of thing. We did we did the piñata, but like towards the end of it. I know we'll yeah. get into the Christmas other one. Eve. Yeah, mm -hmm. they do have a piñata every day. So mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. But but yeah, uh, posadas and the fifth. And um, the last one uh, that is better than um, an advent calendar would be to um, contemplate the themes of hope and light that are prevalent during uh, Advent. Um, obviously, uh, we are assuming that you have a, an Advent wreath at home and that you lit up the candle, the first candle uh, yesterday or two days ago. Uh, today's Tuesday. Um, and, and just as a tradition in our family, we, uh, light the candle or candles, depending on the week of Advent that we are during the dinner, uh, time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we sing like one verse of a come, a come Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are like, we really know the song. The kids really know the song by the end of the Advent season, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is good. Um, and, um, just thinking about, uh, how even the Advent season is divided in, in the, in two, there's like the first half, the first two weeks of Advent, we are reflecting and preparing for the second coming of Jesus. That's one of the things that we do when we prepare uh, during Advent. And then the second half, the last two weeks of the Advent season, we prepare for his nativity and the manger. Um, it's, it's always kind of like, uh, not off-putting, but it, it's, for some reason, it catches me off guard. Like the gospel this Sunday was, uh, two men that are going to be in the, field, in the field. One of mm -hmm. them will be taken away uh, and one of them will stay. Um, 
and then uh, same thing for like for women. Oh, you want to show your dinosaur? There we go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the dinosaur made a special appearance. Can you please stay there over there while I finish this? I'm almost done. Thank you. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Yes. Uh, the themes for Advent, uh, thinking about the second coming of Jesus. He first came, he took human flesh. Um, he made himself uh, vulnerable like a baby. Um, I was reflecting on that today during adoration. It was just so humbling, so interesting to ponder how St. Joseph and Mary were like taking care of this little human who was the creator of the universe mm -hmm. and so vulnerable. Um, so those, those are the hope is there that, um, Jesus took human flesh. Uh, he he took our, he lowered himself to our level, um, and experienced all of the human experience as we did, except for sin. Um, so that is um, such a reason for us to hope in uh, what's going to come in the afterlife, and the fact that. Um, he's going to come at the end of times and we need to be prepared for that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and celebrating Gaudete Sunday, man, I feel mm -hmm. like I want to make this year the year that I go big on Gaudete Sunday. Mm. Like it's kind of like that um, high note of uh, celebration and the preparation because The word itself, it's a, it's, it's a command to rejoice, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They're uh, not asking you. They're telling you, <laughs> would you like to rejoice? No, that's not what it means. It's not Gaudete. It's Gaudete. <laughs> right. So, um, I don't know, bake a cake, get mm -hmm. a treat, get ice cream or do, um, something fun for that specific Sunday and, uh, tell your priest that they're wearing pink and, see how fast they say that it is rose <laughs> yeah they always correct you it's rose it's rose yeah it's not pink it's rose um and um please don't play with that thank you <laughs> so, so a child that refuses to sleep um and slow down mm -hmm. i think that would be like my my closing comment for this episode this time the holidays can it can be difficult for a lot of people you know um maybe this uh, this holiday season we're gonna have people that loved ones that are not going to be with us uh, this year we're we're going to have uh, people that are going to be away from us that we would like to spend time with. Um, it is difficult for some people to go through the holidays. So I think that spending time with family, not rushing the Christmas season, mm -hmm. trying to take things slowly and, and really ponder all of these things um, is something that would really benefit our souls. Um, And if you need someone to talk to, 
during this holiday season. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as we can help, reach out, send us a DM. We'll try to uh, help. Definitely pray for you for sure, mm-hmm. um, as minimum. But yeah, it just uh, helping out each other and um, and know that the uh, the preparation time that we have four weeks then then we have um, Christmas begins on December 24th and then we have the Christmas octave and then we have Christmas tide aka the 12 days of Christmas from December 24th to mm-hmm. January 5th the epiphany uh, right before the epiphany um, and if you're my grandma you celebrate for 40 days and you leave <laughs> the tree up until um, candle mass cuando yep. se levanta al niño Dios Cuando se acuesta el niño Dios, cuando se levanta el niño Dios. You know? <laughs> so um, that's probably a Mexican thing to leave the tree up until February 2nd, but we'll get We do it. That. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what we do. Uh, th- there was a really nice uh, article on the, do you read the Parish magazine? Yes, but I haven't read the one from December yet. Mm-hmm. There's a really good article by Bishop Barron on, on Advent mm-hmm. and it, it kind of hit me because it was something that I hadn't pondered. But I'll just read you this very first part. It says, we will never be adequately prepared for the coming of the Savior unless and until we feel in our bones that there is something we need to be saved from. Hmm. I love that because he says, you know, we, we, we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, right? And, and ransom captive Israel. So we will... We won't uh, sing those words with conviction until we feel like prisoners that need ransoming. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just brilliant, you know. Yeah. So I think it also in Advent we, like you said, we get we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and buying the presents and what are we gonna do this party or the other, and that's all fine and well, you know. But I think there's there's like you said there's going to be a time for that for that celebration not that that's anything wrong with you celebrating during advent mm-hmm. office parties and such but internally i think there is a time for preparation a time to live that journey to recognize that we are in need of saving that we are in need of that second coming of a savior for for to, to refresh our hearts you know, and the fact that he came in, like you said, in the form of a helpless baby, it's just like the most humbling experience that I think as Catholics we get to leave, live every year. Yeah, it is. It is mind blowing. Yeah, it's, I don't ponder that enough. Mm-hmm. How many times have I said ponder this episode? I am three or four, I think. You're good. <laughs> you're you're well w- underneath the limit. Okay, allowed. That's good. I didn't hit my quota. All right. So um, I think we should wrap it up so I can put this baby to bed Yep. at a decent time. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Advent. And mm-hmm. um, go to direct.me forward slash barbatus so you find more information about the Advent playlist and um, some other stuff that we're going to put in there so you can have more resources for this advent season and uh, I guess we'll see you next week blessings on this Casey pray for us. us until the next time <laughs>